What a win it was for England yet again last night. Winners by eight runs against Australia in the second T20 over in Canberra in the build-up to the T20 World Cup. Joining us down the line to talk all things cricket from Crick Buzz, Barat and Barat, welcome back to the program. No way is it on, Matt. It's good to be back. Thank you very much for, for taking the time. A pleasure as always. Uh, how do you think the, the form is at the moment of the Australian team in the lead-up to the World Cup? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, obviously they would have uh, preferred a different result uh, yesterday because you would believe that's the playing eleven they would go in with mm. uh, for that opening game against New Zealand. Uh, whether in, it was in terms of batting order or, you know, especially with considering the fact that they were full strength with the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so they would be slightly disappointed with the result. Uh, uh, but having said that, uh, look, I mean, you still have two more games before that opening game. Sorry, it's very trafficy here. Um, uh, and, you know, they have another game against England and that warm-up game against India. So, uh, it's still enough time for them to just, you know, find that momentum or that rhythm. Uh, like I said, they, you would expect them to stick to this playing eleven more or less in the next two games as well. And that should set them up nicely, I believe, for that opening game at the SCG. What were your thoughts on last night's match? Um, I, I think, um, uh, A, it, it also kind of told you a lot about what to expect uh, with this World Cup. That I believe there are still a lot of unknowns about T20 cricket in Australia. A lot of high-profile uh, players who we will be seeing during the World Cup haven't really played a lot of uh, this format uh, in these conditions, uh, and especially on these grounds. Um, for example, even if you look at death bowling, uh, the length that were, were being bowled uh, by Sam Curran, uh, and Reece Topley, it was all length balls, which you don't see generally in T20 cricket. So I think it was all a learning in that sense. Uh, but England basically showed you that uh, you know they uh, have the power, not just with the bat, but also probably with the ball, um, to be counted amongst uh, you know the favourites going in, at least at the, at the start. Um, as far as Australia goes, uh, look, uh, there's been so much talk about Aaron Finch and his form. Uh, and in T20 cricket, he has found runs. I mean, he's found ways to score runs. So, I don't think they will read too much into what happened yesterday. It will be more about, you know, getting this unit together, getting this playing 11 together, and really put putting themselves in different kinds of situations which they might face come the World Cup. Glenn Maxwell, 16 runs in his last six innings. Is there any concern for you, or do you think he'll be able to get up when it matters most? Uh, uh, I know he doesn't like to be referred to as the big show anymore. It's been a while since that was his uh, moniker. Uh, but there's something about Glenn Maxwell, right? Um, funnily enough, when when the uh, when you least expect him to come through, or almost like when he's under pressure, is when uh, he seems to come out and you know produce one of those classic Glenn Maxwell innings. Hmm. Um, and that's been the story of his career. Whenever there's been a lot of focus on him, there's been the expectation that he's going to, you know, do something remarkable. More often than not, maybe, or not more often than not, often, he, he, you know, he doesn't come through. And that's been the case in the last uh, uh, few months, especially in this format. But, you know, he is one of the greatest to have ever played T20 cricket, and you can't take that away from him. Uh, and look, if um, Australia find themselves in a slightly tricky position, maybe in a run chase or even while batting first, uh, they would want Glenn Maxwell in the side rather than on the bench. How do you think the middle of the order looked last night in uh, Marcus Stoinis and, and Tim David? Uh, I think that is um, 
it's not a concern. Uh, there is a little bit of a question mark there. Marcus Stoin is coming off uh, injury, and his record with the bat in the last uh, year or so hasn't been the best. He hasn't looked at his best. Uh, and with Tim David, look, uh, he comes with this great reputation of being a you know, serial six-hitter. He can turn games on its head. And we saw a little bit of uh, that. We saw some glimpses of that yesterday. Uh, but, you know, uh, against some of the best bowling attacks in the world, is he going to come off? It is a bit of a gamble. Uh, we haven't seen much of him in international cricket. And that's where, you know, we are back into the whole Steve Smith question. Uh, would you want Steve Smith in place of one of those two? Uh, and for Marcus Stoinis to keep his place in the side, I think he'll need to take wickets as well, which he did yesterday. Um, you would still, again, expect Australia to stick to the same playing level going in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, some question marks for sure but in terms of that middle order, and that's why they need Glenn Maxwell firing. Hmm. What's the latest on Ash Agar? Will he be able to get up for the World Cup? Uh, look, it looks like the signs are promising. Uh, but having said that... Uh, uh, you know, you don't know how often Australia are going to play two spinners. Uh, you know, Adam Zampa is uh, among the best T20 spinners uh, going around, if not the best. Uh, and you would expect Australia to start with Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark and Zampa. Um, so, uh, look, it, it's good to have Ashton Egg outfit and going, and hopefully he does come through. But if not, you have um, a ready-made replacement of sorts in Cam Green, who's just taken hmm. uh, the world by storm in the last uh, few weeks uh, in T20 cricket. Do you think we'll see much of Cam Green in this year's World Cup? Uh, you know what? It's, uh, it, it, it's the story of Cam Green just keeps getting uh, better every time, right? Every time you see him, see him play cricket, uh, he seems to have improved, uh, whether it's with bat or whether it's with ball. And just the way his last uh, few weeks have gone, I just have a sneaky feeling, and no offense to Ashton Agar, and I really do hope he, he gets fit and he could play a crucial role at, uh, in some conditions, like you know, whether it's in Sydney or in Adelaide. Uh, but um, I just have a sneaky feeling we're going to see a little bit of him and the campaign of this World Cup. Mm. What did you make of England's side uh, over the last uh, couple of games? They've looked pretty good. Uh, they have. Um, and, and look, uh, it's, it's coming coming together. I think the thing with England, even even if you looked at them last year, so there is a lot of firepower in their back. You know, from Josh Butler, Alex Hale seems to have fit right back in uh, after a few years out. Um, so maybe they won't miss Johnny Bairstow as much as you would have expected them to. Um, so the batting sorted. It's the bowling that has been a concern for them in this format. Uh, and, and look, it's good to see the likes of Reece Stockley and uh, David really, really uh, rise to the fore. Um, and and again, like Sam Curran is, uh, you know, he he's he's got a lot of experience now in two T20 cricket. And uh, uh, yeah, like you saw yesterday, he could play a crucial role in the depth. He's he's got that X factor about him. Uh, especially when England needed the most. Shout out to uh, Ben Stokes for that incredible effort last night on the edge of the rope and uh, able to keep it in play. It was uh, beautiful to watch. Um, so, so who for you are the favourites at this year's World Cup, Barat? I mean, you can't look uh, past Australia, Matt. And one of the main reasons is not only because they're playing at home or, or that the fact that they're defending champions, but they seem to be touch wood, <laughs> the one country without any major injury concerns. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, they just looked stronger on paper than they did last year when they surprised a lot of people by winning the World Cup. Uh, you look at England, um, you know, they're missing Johnny Bairstow, Jofra Archer's been out for a while. Um, India seemed to be really coming to terms with T20 cricket the way uh, a lot of their fans wanted them to, but losing Jasprit Bumrah and Ravindra Jadeja 
so close to the World Cup. Um, I don't know whether um, they can make up for it. Uh, they have some uh, young talent uh, who uh, you know have come through this, that IPL system and who won't be overawed by the big stage. Uh, but you think Australia, India, and England that is obvious favorite, but you you can't rule out a New Zealand in any World Cup, can you? And South Africa with that bowling attack, like we saw yesterday, defending totals is going to be uh, the key. I mean, or it could be the way to go, the recipe um, in these conditions in Australia. And then you have to back the best bowling attacks. And South Africa right on top of that. Hey, Brad, before I do let you go, the WBBL season kicks off tonight when the Brisbane Heat take on the Sydney Sixers. So you're looking forward to the WBBL? Oh, always, right? I mean, the, while question marks remain, mad about the PBL and where it stands in, uh, you know, in terms of all the other T20 leagues in the world, the WBBL is by far the best uh, uh, league when it comes to women's cricket. And it's only getting better. Uh, some inclusions in terms of the power surge, a DRS being used as well this time for a lot of the game. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, the Australian women's team, uh, I always call them the greatest cricket team to have ever played the sport, on par with the West Indian men's team from the 70s and 80s, <laughs> and maybe the Australian men's team from the early 2000s. Uh, you know, and you'll see all your stars in action. Um, the likes of Sophie Eccleston uh, also now, you know, she'll be playing in her first WBBL season. Um, so always a lot to look forward to with the WBBL and, and a lot more this time. Can the Perth Scorchers go back to back? Um, you are speaking to me. I'm not too far from the Adelaide Oval as I speak to you. So, I mean, the Adelaide Strikers fell just, uh, uh, you know, just short last time around. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first coaches, whether it's the men's team or the women's team, they just know how to win titles, right? Uh, so you can't rule them out. But I just have, have a feeling with Jotin coming into the Strikers side, I'm going to back the Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide team to go all the way this time. Mm, okay, well, uh, really looking forward to the matchup tonight. We'll keep you up to date here on Sports Drive. Brisbane Heat taking on the Sydney Sixers. Perth's first game is up against the Sydney Thunder on Sunday. Barat, uh, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your evening. No worries, Matt. You have a great evening too. Thank you so much. You too. And there he goes, Barat Sunderason. I thank him for his time on the show this afternoon.